Hello, welcome to the Clinical Podcast, the podcast where three friends are the professional footballers dash the way children when one at birth are confined to a wheelchair and the other two discover food have their say on the Premier League. You have a present coach Kojo back again. Oh, of course, bang bang. I mean, it's my house, so I have to be here. It is your house. Yeah, <laughs> you have to be. I mean, I could just rock up and say, hello, auntie, just start the podcast. You, you actually could do that at some point. But it wouldn't be a problem. It's not the same about you, man. So. You, oh. you, you just have to be here. You oh. just have to be here, see? That's bit cute. <laughs> <laughs> uh, don't make it like that, man. Uh, I am, of course, your host, Cahill. We are joined by a returning guest, pretty much the third, the, the, the substitute for the third uh, member of the Freedom Call podcast. Basil joins us again. Hello, hello. I'm happy to be back. Are Especially you? Uh, yeah, um, after this weekend, I'm not sure why. Oh, in fairness, considering how the season itself has gone, at least we've got two wins under our belt. So okay. I can't complain. Okay. <laughs> mm. I mean, we could be in worse positions. I mean, we could be Manchester United, but hey. They can't, they're, they're, they can't pick up your face, man. Describe your face. Describe what you're feeling, coach. I just find it so baffling. I mean, you ain't gone anywhere, and here you are saying, I wish you're not Manchester United. This is what you do in that thread <laughs> on Twitter. <laughs> this is what you do on Twitter. <laughs> just comes to cause trouble. <laughs> of course, that's where we're going to start, because that was the big game of the weekend. Liverpool 3, Arsenal 1. You and me had a, had a bit of a... Dialogue. Back and forth, a dialogue. <laughs> dialogue. Uh, that's, that's a nice word to say. A yeah. dialogue on, on, on Twitter about it. What, what, what was your main gripe with, with that defeat? I think, first and foremost, the setup was all wrong. And um, after the first three minutes, I knew a Liverpool goal was coming. Um, three minutes? Yeah, after three minutes. I mean, the reason why they pressed us and penned us back, and I couldn't really see us pushing up, whereas I saw the centre backs on the half, more or less on the halfway line. Yeah. And for me, when you start off a game in that manner, it's a bit worrying. Mm-hmm. It's very worrying. And then secondly, the gaps we left out wide, I couldn't believe we were playing defensively, but narrow in the middle, leaving two of the best crosses in the Premier League so much time and space to actually put in a few decent deliveries. I know Robinson put in two decent deliveries across the box There's before one they scored. For me, there was one for Salah, I yeah. believe. Yeah. And so for me, it's worrying signs. Yes, they may miss maybe the first five or six, but you don't give players of that quality yeah. more than one opportunity mm. to really put in a few decent crosses. And secondly, I don't even mind setting up defensively, but I would like to see the second phase when we win the ball. How do we sort of push up on the pitch and how do we sort of plan our counter-attacks? And I didn't really get that with our tactics. Mm. I mean, as soon as we got the ball... Um, we were pressed first and foremost and some of our players didn't know what to do with the ball I mean Maitland-Niles I'm not really his biggest fan once again gave away the ball countless times sometimes not under I much mean, pressure when, when you have Mane and, and well you said not under pressure yeah. but when you have Mane and Robertson there it's, it's going to be hard definitely but and here's the thing sometimes some, sometimes sometimes I don't even blame him my, yeah. my biggest issue is our midfield particularly one individual person which is Granit Xhaka he never shows for the, for the ball isn't he our captain? He is our captain, yeah. shamelessly. <laughs> shamelessly. Honestly, that, that's what that's what annoyed me the most. The fact that he shouldn't be anywhere near yeah. our squad. He really should be playing the very small against the, the smaller teams or Carabao Cups. Mm-hmm. But the fact that we've given him the captaincy tells me he's trying to you know, Emery wants him to play a key role in the squad. Mm-hmm. And that's a bit worrying when our manager sees him as a key player, considering he's been there for about what, three years already? Maybe four. I think it's four, yeah. And, you know, he, he hasn't improved as a player. In mm-hmm. fact he's digressed from, you know, mm-hmm. what he was before he came at Arsenal. 
And um, yeah, it was a bit worrying. Like I said, he's one of those players that likes to hide. That's why that's why I like to say about Granit Xhaka. Guendouzi, he he always shows up and says, "Give me the ball. I'm I'm an option." Granit Xhaka stands around, and when you watch him, he's always pointing his fingers. Play it here, play it mm-hmm. there. But as a midfielder, you're supposed to be there to say, "Give me the ball." If not, make little movements mm-hmm. to make yourself available. And that's one of the reasons why even trying to play out from the back, we have issues because our centre midfielders don't really show. Apart from maybe Guendouzi, but there's only so much one person in that position can actually do if you're not being supported by your partner. Yeah. Um, for me watching it, I mean, I, I didn't have an issue with the game plan because I like the idea of keeping it narrow to stop the front three getting space. You mm-hmm. don't want to do anything. But what was risky was he was asking a lot of Willock and Guendouzi to keep closing down the fullbacks. Yeah. Yeah. They are young. I'm sure they have energy, but to do it for 90 minutes against guys that have as much, if not more, bundles of energy is the hardest thing to do. Yeah. And especially against two. Exactly. Yeah. And you could see at some point because I'm sorry, our right backs and our left backs were in the box trying to defend the yeah. crosses rather than closing them down. Yeah, and you can see that Gwendu. I mean, less Willock, more Gwendouzi. There's such a at some point the strong lapse of concentration. Yeah. Um, I just could see bit by bit Robertson was just getting more and more and more space and they were starting to do this thing where they'll take it to the right side and then just Switch quickly shift it. it to the left yeah. and then you have your guys just trying to shuffle, move, across, shuffle yeah. off across when they should be shuffling with the ball but they don't do that they sort of shuffle watching the players as they go along I mean even that's what you say one of the biggest things that we made sometimes Henderson think he was Javi at times but Henderson was kicking the ball aimlessly to the other side without much thought, knowing that someone will, will be there. There was one where he, he kicked, I think he volleyed it across. He wasn't looking for a player. Oh, and it came yeah. to Robertson. The one, but, Liverpool, the one but, that Liverpool tweeted about. Yeah, because but, they, exactly. <laughs> but they made it look better. But because nobody was there, all you had to do was kick it across. Yeah. Yeah. You, don't even need to, you don't even need to know whether there's a player there or not. Just kick it across. And there's about two players across there who can gather the ball. And like I said, it made Henderson think at some points he was Javi in that game. Because it's like, well, if the space is there, we'll have to do is kick it over there and someone collect the ball. Yeah. Um, but I, I do feel like it was working bit by bit. I mean, it was. You know, for me, what I saw was, I mean, there was two elements of luck in the chances that they got from Arsenal got. The um, mm. Adrian, I don't know what he was trying to do. Van Dijk was obviously <laughs> furious at him. <laughs> Because um, mm. I don't feel like, I don't feel like he needs to run out anyway. Van Dijk look, he had that covered. Yeah, that was that one. And then obviously when Pepe managed to get a breakaway and he absolutely done up Robertson, mm. but the finish was very Iwobi esque. Stop he, it, please. No fairness, it was. It was very Iwobi. Do you know? Now you said it, Michael. I'm actually I'm having flashbacks of Iwobi because it's so much better than Iwobi. But when he beat him. He finished it and I was like, oh, come on. Yeah, they just sold that guy. Like, they just sold that guy. And he did have like a shot from like 20 yards, 25 that yards, where it just went just wide. Yeah, exactly, which is yeah. good. So, but he, he, like I said, he'll get better and he, hopefully he will learn to finish better than that. I mean, he, he's, he's been finishing before in um, France. So, yeah. um, regardless of what league you're playing, quality yeah. is quality. Quality is quality. Yeah. Yeah. We, we got the black Robin. <laughs> um, but I thought it was working until, see, this is the thing about Arsenal. It's, and, and there's an Emery problem for me as well. Is at Sevilla and at PSG, he loves zonal marking. And in La Liga, zonal marking works because of the way other teams approach corners. A lot of them don't even whip the ball in. Yeah, a lot of them like to pass yeah. and then try and do something with the ball. In France, PSG are better than everybody else. Yeah, so, so you don't need, they had to go Silva, Marquinhos, Kimpembe, some of them tall, one of the, not one, not as tall, but very dominant in the air. Easy, you can do what you need to do. 
but you come to the Premier League and you are facing two teams, the two defenders, six foot plus in Van Dijk and Matip, very good in the air. You've got two guys on Van Dijk, yeah. fine. One of those grips in his shirt up like he wants his even shirt. Asa, I don't even know. In the day and age, in this day and age where there's VAR, why do players even bother even trying to do that? I mean, because yeah, there's so many camera angles. Yeah, right. That yeah. now, is, if someone says, oh, we're going to inspect it, they've got so many camera angles to see what you've done. So I don't even know why Socrates was doing that. Because like, if they didn't score, the way Van Dyke, Yeah, the way Van Dijk, you know, put his arms out, mm. someone, even if no one knows it, someone in VR would have gone, why is he doing that? Or yeah. would have gone back and yeah. checked what happened. And it would have been a penalty, yeah. yeah. Um, but if, it looked like he was stuck between man marking and zone marking. Like yeah. he went into the thing and he's like, okay, I would like to zone, zone mark, but Van Dijk's there. So we can't <laughs> just leave him alone. But what yeah. you've done is you've put two people on him and you've got two people in front of your defenders not marking anyone, ball was, watching, and letting Matip have the freest run into the box. Was that Emery or was that the players making the decision at the time? I feel like it's I feel like it's something you coach because if you're told to man mark, that's what you do. Yeah. If you're told to zonal mark, that's what you do. Mm-hmm. So I would. I mean, no, but like you said, Emery's a zonal uh, traditionally is a zonal marker. So yeah. if, if the players went, we're going to pick up Van Dijk here. Yeah. Then isn't that them abandoning what they that Emery's that, put in place? That could be the case. I also feel like maybe he saw the threat because I, I feel like this game he was more to nullify the threat and then try and get a break rather than uh, just do what you do defensively and then do what you do offensively. He was mm. trying to nullify the threat, maybe get a one 0 win, maybe come away with a draw, or maybe just keep the score line down, mm. and that didn't work. I don't know what that was from Matter to get a free run. That's why I hate zone marking because yeah. you're ball watching. Sure. A lot of defenders are not aware of what's around the issue, them. Yeah, I really hate because, like I said, if someone has a run up on you, you have no chance yeah. mm. because they're coming in with speed and, and a bit of power and it's force. So if you're jump, if all you're doing is jumping up, you're going to get pushed out the way, especially by people who are bigger and stronger than you. Like exactly. there's nothing you can do. And like I said, they also have the advantage of because they're running in. It's, it helps elevate them when they're going up for jumping. If you're jumping static. You have to have a fantastic leap if you're going to challenge someone coming yes. in, having a run in. Exactly. So, uh, I I really didn't understand that set piece. And as soon as they scored, now it was a, ch- a case of you guys have to score. And because you guys had to score, everything went out the window in the second half. I don't think it went out the window in the second. The only reason why it went out of the window in the second half was because because one person. <laughs> yeah. Well, and yeah, that, yeah. And, that, and that's Devil <laughs> Louise. I feel yeah. like I feel like once he gave away that penalty. And which uh, Salah, to, to his credit, tucked away cleanly. One oh, of the cleanest penalty, penalties penalty I've, I've seen in a while. Yeah. Um, it, everybody dropped. Everybody's heads were like, oh, for goodness sake, here we go again. Because mm. the game plan's undone. The because, game plan's undone. Because, because, because the setup was for us to be defensively sound. But yeah, but we, but, but yeah, we weren't set up to then attack if we went behind. Yeah. Whereas, think about it, if it was still 1-0, you say we, we, we protected that, you know what, if they're coming a bit forward, we don't go as forward as much. Yeah. But when they scored the second goal so early in the second half, mm. it's game done because you're not set up to attack. And even if you do attack, Liverpool are going to pick you off. Yeah. Please. Mm. I was, I was one of those ones where that was quite, not ex- I want to say excited, but I was, I was, Awaiting a, a, a David Luiz. We say we got him. We got him for eight million. I thought. I thought. Personally, I thought that was a steal, which it it, it can be. Um, 
But I thought that at 32 years of age, <laughs> maybe, just maybe something will click in you and why that did, you wouldn't why, be that Why reckless. did people think he was going to change? The funny thing is that when we were first linked with him, I couldn't, I knew why Arsenal, I knew why Arsenal did it, but it shows you much more about the Arsenal structure upstairs. They don't know how to prioritise before you even sign these attacking players. Because what they, I think what they've done is they've done it to get the fans on side. Say, so we'll give you these exciting big names, you know, and calm them down. I, I think that's because the issue is that before we'd even, before we'd even gone to signing the attackers, we should have sold out defence. Now, we really? signed Saliba, but because we're so cheap and don't want to spend mm. the full amount of money, we send him, we, back, we on him back on loan. Yeah. Yeah. But then we're still in the same position. Yeah. So after that, you sign one more solid centre-back at least. Mm. But then they've gone on, they signed a midfielder, they signed all these attackers, and then last minute you realise, oh, we need a defender. Mm. And then Louise is the cheap option, and they go, well, you know, we go for Louise for now. But then I thought to myself, why are we going for Louise? He's he's Musta- he's like I said he's the same as Mustafi. He's got errors well, in. No, him. he's the same. He's, yeah, I think Mustafi, he's, a be- he's a better. He's, he's, he's a better, better version. Bet on the ball. No, that's but, fine. But at the same time, it's like who cares if you're on the ball? Arsenal, our problems have been defensive. But, I don't. But, I don't but, think he's as bad at defensively as Mustafi though. But that's why Emery brought him in because I mean Emery knows him from yeah. PSG. Uh, PSG but and he what, wants is one to season, do, Is one season enough? Uh, what, well, so some people they gel that quickly together and he loves him and he clearly does and he's brought him in to play the passing style from the back, but. Um, the passing style at Arsenal from the back <laughs> it's a weird one right it's not a passing style it's not it's basically we're trying to play out from the back so the two go out, and here's the reason why it, it sucks at Arsenal because <laughs> the two defenders go out wide and people know that they're so slow on the ball so they're already positioned like they've even given it away but as soon as it goes to one defender we're going to press you because when you look at the position when you look at the way players set themselves they're set to like we're just going to sprint to that defender but they still standing, and Arsenal take about three, four seconds decided, oh, we're going to play, play out from the back. Are we not? Because mm-hmm. Leno takes about three, four seconds mm. to decide what he's going to do with the ball. <laughs> yeah. Then he plays it, and then he's like, oh, what do I do with it now? Yeah. <laughs> it's, it was very odd. It was like, I can understand wanting to play that. Playing that against, uh, what's it, 17 of the, of the 18 sides in the Premier League. Is gonna work. You can get away with it. That's what I was saying. But not against Liverpool. Well, someone, <laughs> for goodness sake, someone, someone, someone said to me yesterday that um, almost like it was like, oh, he said, oh, you're yeah, not. Twenty. Yeah. What did I get? What did I get? Eighteen from. Wait, was no, that? you probably said seventeen because. I was thinking maybe you're saying 17, maybe lesser teams. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, right, 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 right. Okay, yeah. maybe, maybe not City. Maybe, maybe yeah. Because yeah. I, I think City. you're probably saying like maybe against City, City Liverpool, Liverpool, maybe Tottenham. You can't, you can't like really you can, do... You can't really do that. Maybe yeah. other teams you can sort of get I mean, with, with, with City... Yeah, that's someone, someone made the point that um, said that when Pep came, you know, um, the players they had and all that stuff, they weren't able to do this, that and the other. And I said, okay, no, that's a fair point. Mm-hmm. He wanted to play a part of some stuff on the back. You could see that in the first season, they struggled to do it. But the difference between Pep Guardiola and Emery, and more importantly, Messi and Arsenal is, Messi will give Pep Guardiola all the money he spent to go and buy as many defenders as he wants. Exactly, yeah. You've bought Tierney, and you had to haggle for quite a while to, to, um, to agree a original fee before the rest comes in. Mm. You said Saliba's really come, but he's gone on loan back to St. Etienne, so you're not going to have him for a year. Mm. So you're trying to do this style with a Callum Chambers that's not improved. Uh, Mustafi, who is probably going to go anyway. He's leaving, yeah. Um, Rob Holding when he comes back. Rob Holding when he, if, if, when he comes back, and then will he be the same? Socrates, no idea. And that's why you saw players like Sabayo uh, and um, Willock trying to come back. And, yeah. But then that's the issue. When you have 
two of your midfielders come into a position to help what, your defenders what do they do with it what's the outlet <laughs> exactly what's the outlet that's why um Sabaros or kicked it into the middle of the box and needs out money where's everybody and then needs out money for a goal so that's where the problem is so I feel like sometimes and this is why I get annoyed with a lot of coaches with that lack of plan B sometimes you've got to look at your squad and say okay if I do one that can pass the ball but another one that could potentially pass the ball I'm not going to have for another year I haven't got my left back until October Bellerin's not fit so I'm playing mainly now still maybe I need to change and just do something else for now it's not even that they're blagging it that's what they're doing they probably spend about 10 minutes working on it in the training ground and think that's enough because <laughs> the reason why i say this is because it continually doesn't work and this with arsenal it's been like this since last season yeah so you're telling me a season and a bit you still can't work that out. it shows you they're not working on it hard enough in the training pad and what they're trying they're trying to continue it until like oh it works but i'm like if it doesn't work try something else that's, yeah. that's our point yeah think like well what are you guys what are you doing some players just don't have it in them but to as, do it as, exactly but as a manager you, you you see that and say you know all right cool let's 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 try and do something a bit different yeah but i, I guess it's it's all stubbornness at the end of the day this is where it is for me stubbornness pep Guardiola saw that with heart so he got rid of heart straight away but in bravo bravo didn't work so he brought in um edison, Ed- edison. not a great goalkeeper in terms of saving and all that yeah. stuff but when it comes to being great on the ball i don't think he is you don't think he's that good? I well, think I think, think, think Alison's clear of him. Oh no, Alison is clear of him, but yeah. he's not bad. I think he's I don't know he's bad, he's but not he's not great. he's not great. Yeah. The reason why I say this I is think he's a good goalkeeper. Okay, yeah, yeah that's yeah. fair. That's I think fair. he's good, that's it. But when because when people in the Premier League talk about, let's say, Edison, they go on like he's like top two, top three in the world. But I sit there's like he made against West Ham and made two world class saves. But over the course of since being at City, there's goals he's letting and I'm like a good goal, uh, even a, a decent goalkeeper. The Lamella save, goal, he, save some of them. The Lamella goal he conceded last week against Tottenham. That what was that about? Because 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 I don't see him make that many fan like David Gea. You see make fantastic. You can make a not whole not recently, minute, but you, not yeah. recently. <laughs> you can make like a whole YouTube recently. Video. Recently, he's an understatement as well. With Ed- Edison, I think you will struggle to find that many world class saves. For me, mm. make saves he should make, and there's a few suspect goals. Where I think, mm, yeah, yeah. I, I'm a bit well, yeah. I just think because he, he's good on his feet and yeah. he's in that city team, they elevate him. It's, more a, it's, it's the Neuer thing, but Neuer was actually a very, 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 in, top, in fact, world class goalkeeper yeah. on top of being great with the ball. Mm. Whereas Ederson's very, very good with the ball, but he's a good goalkeeper. Mm. I wouldn't trust him because, over. Because here's the thing people. put Ederson in that United team when David De Gea was there with all those shots he had to deal with. How many Ederson lets in a lot of those goals, mm. in my fair, opinion? Fair, fair. But yeah. Um, we can't. Sorry. Go on. Um, after, so yeah, we're on Luis, weren't he? Mm. Well, yeah. So the the issue with me with the penalty was, <laughs> we all know that as a defender, there's two things you should do: be one goal side, mm-hmm. and to make it as difficult as possible for the person to beat you, and to go and score past yeah. your goalkeeper. How much effort does Salah have to put in to just take the ball and just literally just turn around and walk past him? Yeah, no, right. That's why he had to grab his shirt. And even then, I don't think he had to even grab his shirt. I he feel like he didn't have to. He didn't have to because essentially you've conceded the penalty that they're most likely going to score. You might as well just take the goal because that's why I feel like the third one that they scored, he couldn't go in the way he wanted to Ezra. because he's on a yellow card. Mm. So he can't take the, the risk of... problems with the third. So with the first one, same thing. One, it was going on Salah's right foot anyway. Salah's not great on his right foot. So mm. it's either Salah has to take a shot with his right foot, which gives the goalkeeper a, a, know, slight, chance. a slight chance, or mm. he has to cut back on his left. 
Which again, if the keeper rush, rushes up, he closes it, or it gives defenders time, time to come, come back. Yep. You didn't have to do that. The second, the third goal, I, I blame Louise Hull because it's like, <laughs> why do you commit in the way that you commit? Yeah. That, that yeah. I didn't understand. First he went in, then he realized I couldn't do it. Then he put it, then he was like, he, he ducked out. Yeah. I thought to myself, why did you even commit like that in the first place? He's on the halfway line. What, what are you doing? Yeah. <laughs> Um, fantastic goal! No, oh no, yeah, 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 yeah! Oh, both, yeah, fantastic goal! As soon as he beat him, you knew it was three 0 You knew straight away. Mm. I mean, there was nothing going to stop. Montreal was trying his hardest. Well, there's this, there's this culture in football right now where <laughs> they're like, oh, he should have covered him better instead of actually blaming the defender for what is who, who stupid defense. People will get onto Montreal a little what, bit. What can Montreal do? Exactly. Even, even I, I would place more blame on Socrates and Montreal because when Salah was bearing in, he didn't really close yeah, down no, the space. Yeah, exactly. For him at all, and. I'm sorry, Morales how old now? 30, 33, 34, and yeah. he's, I want to say he's, he's, he's on his last legs because he's still performing to a good level, but he's, he's, not he's never been level. as quick as Salah. Yeah. Salah, when he runs, is gone. Lightning. He's, lightning. he's lightning. So he was not going to catch him, but he did his best to try to stop him. He couldn't, but that was all, that was all Louise. Mm. Straight up. So, yeah. that's, that's the issue, Louise. Like, it, it depends on what Louise you get in games. That's, I've watched him at Chelsea. There's game. The issue, Louise, is his concentration levels. Yeah, he's not good. Great defenders concentrate for at least 90, 90 to ninety five percent of games in the season. You can have your odd games where you know you're you're just not there. You know, I, the issue with Louise is that you, you don't know what Louise you're going to get. Because even look at the Burnley goal. You know, he the, the strike was behind him. He had no idea where Ashley Barnes what was. Luckily, we got away with a two one victory, but no one actually really highlighted that, yeah. or a few people did. But that's the issue, Louise. He doesn't harsh because that ball doesn't get to him if he doesn't get the deflection. I agree, but at the same time, you should be aware of where play, where players yeah. are around you. And him say, I don't really give him much, but I can let it slide because Arsenal walked away. But the issue, Louise, is that he has that lack of concentration in him. Mm. And like I said, at clubs like Arsenal, it becomes more costly. Yeah. When you played in the Chelsea teams, you um, he has played in where you have the likes of. Eden Hazard and Co to sort of bail you out mm. you can get away with it sometimes when you have an Arsenal where sometimes they go behind heads drop it's very difficult it gets yeah. amplified mm. even further what's your thoughts on Salt and Pepe? <laughs> I like him I thought he had a very good game I don't know why I saw there was a bit of criticism about him but I thought well he had a very like he held up the ball well dribbled well was very smart with how we used the ball so you dribble but wouldn't just dribble aimlessly sometimes cut back to see who else can I link up with yeah. who can I be around Obviously, yeah, the finish, you know, it wasn't really a great finish, but the, the intent, yeah, exactly. <laughs> but the the intent, but the intent was there. But I, I think overall, I'm considering people forget that's actually his first start of the season against yeah. Liverpool. So mm. I, I was quite impressed. And he rattled the uh, the Van the Van Dijk superfans as well. <laughs> he did over over the smallest thing. He got dribble pass. Wow, <laughs> like calm that. But yeah, on that, I was thinking to care about this uh, before we did the pod. Um, that game and that whole hype over whether he beat Van Dijk or not and all that jazz, it made me sit back and think, people really haven't been, been watching Van Dijk for ever, like properly, because they're like, oh, the, the idea of he has never backed off from anyone before. And I've, I mean, to me, I, I sit there, maybe, maybe people have different inter- inter- interpretations he, he of how he plays. He does it quite a lot. Exactly, he f- he says it doesn't that he, sit he back, says it says if you're gonna do something, do, you do something, it and then I'll stop you. Yeah. And he has to, I mean, do you know it's because as what he does is that he's setting himself. He's saying, well, you know, because what most people they don't they tend not to dribble against him. Mm. They more or less hold on to it, seeing what's coming, what's coming, which is easy because they're like, okay, if you're not gonna do anything, I'm positioned to stop you. Yeah. And then secondly, if someone wants to kick and run past him, he's set. 
the way he he shapes his body, he's set to actually cover that off, exactly. which many times he actually does if someone actually makes that attempt. Exactly, and that's what I love about him is that he'll let you see what you want to do. My favorite one was uh, there was a game uh, Netherlands versus France. He had Mbappe one on one, and oh, yeah, obviously that, Mbappe yeah. is super quick. If he beats you, he's gone. So what he did was sort of position himself a bit more central towards near the goal, and going side by side with him. But he's Mbappe is still coming towards him, so it's all like I'm. You're gonna, have to, you're gonna have to go down the right side. You're not coming straight towards my goalkeeper. I'm ushering you out. That's what you're supposed to do. And then when you make your move, I'm already in position to run with you. Yeah. So even if you're not, I'm not as quick as you, as soon as you come near me, we get into a tussle. <laughs> then it's a different this is a different battle. It's not a pace battle anymore. It's a battle it's strength, of strength. Yeah. And he dealt with him. Mm. And that's what he's been doing at Southampton and at Liverpool. But yet somehow, apparently, he's never backed away from anyone. <laughs> so I, I feel like people are just not watching the guy properly but anyway you know, he, he, he got dribble pass he got dribble pass against Pepe even congratulations he, Gabriel Jesus did the same thing against him in the community shield congratulations These, his team still won the game so mm. Liverpool fans exactly. calm the hell so down he got care. three points and the thing is that for me Van Dijk has always shown like even when he was at Celtic like people go on like he's come out of nowhere mm. and become this super obviously it's better when you're in a better team because you're trying to be better players it's easier to improve the coaches are different but he's always shown these qualities at Celtic and Southampton it's just that no one's really taking the risk yep. of actually signing him up until when Liverpool said well we like him bring in like, let's bring him across yeah. and it's easier then to show your qualities when you're playing with better players yeah. last final thoughts on Aubameyang especially in that game listen poor Listen, here's the thing, because I wouldn't even be mad if he was sold in the summer, because he's just a flat track bully. Like, small teams will score goals every day. Like, people go like, oh, top scorer last season, but how? look at who those goals were against. Big games, he's as bad as Ozil, not to be found. Not to be found whatsoever. My only thing was, when you concede the second goal, I feel like Lacazette should have come on straight away. Mm. I don't know whether that would be for Aubameyang or for someone else, but regardless, he should have come on. Um because I feel like he has a lot more ball playing qualities yeah, than Aubameyang so instead of playing someone because Pepe when Pepe and Aubameyang had maybe an attack with each other mm. Pepe has to do a lot of the ball carrying yeah. Aubameyang can't do that so um, it's better to have two players that are capable of ball carrying but at least another one that can finish and he didn't yeah. he didn't use him until what the last 10 minutes which was pointless for yeah. and you were 3-0 down at that point and Torreira came off super late as well yeah, just started the game one one of the things you find about Aubameyang is that he doesn't have quick accel- his acceleration isn't great, so people say he's quick, but he's only quick when he gets going. But that initial acceleration just isn't there. That's the reason why he's unable to take that ball and kick it past players like how maybe a Mo Salah or a Mane or even a Pepe is able to do because the acceleration just isn't there for him. It's more like if he gets in a foot race and after he's done twenty thirty. Um, meters he's now able to, to get going but he needs to get going before you actually see I mean, the speed and full effect in defense, he is like 30 now. yeah I understand so. but, but the reason I say this because people go on about his pace even like pundits and I'm like mm, really and truly they won't give you that amount of time in the Premier that amount of space in the mm. Premier League for you to show that properly yeah, yeah. that is fair Liverpool now the only team with 9 points in the league is going to be Liverpool to win the league no <laughs> It's a sad truth, but it's gonna, it is what it is. Um, we move on to favorite game of the week. Manchester. <laughs> <laughs> oh my days! <laughs> oh. Manchester United one, Crystal Palace two. two. I think the last time somebody 
Crystal Palace beat you was in the 80s? 1989. Yeah. I think yeah. it was, yeah, it was 89. You scored twice. Yep, yep. Boy. Uh, records are meant to be broken, but anyway. No, no. No, no, but um, honestly, um, woo. you know what? The performance was so funny. It was so, so funny to watch because you watch the performances like, okay, Solskjaer wants to try and play a high line, passing sort of style, mm. this, that, and the other. And when your team has 80% of the game, opposition and all that stuff and you dominate the game blah blah if you get if you didn't see the scoreline you saw the stats you think oh this team must have won the game then but more importantly is the goals that are scored and a lot of the chances that were I I, I used the term created loosely <laughs> there were very small chances where you could say United should have scored obviously people are now going to say um, United should have had more than one penalty I, I would agree with that I feel like VAR wasn't well, even though VAR was used again human error you don't know how it's, they're going to interpret what, it what was the penalty in sense um, so we got one where McTominay was fouled that Rashford missed Martial was uh, Martial yeah, yeah, yeah. was impeded and there was no oh, one yeah, Rashford, was, Rashford was, was fouled was as well, fouled as well yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. but yeah, regardless at the end of the day that's three incidents of alright we should have got penalties mm. what about your defending <laughs> so we get into the defending now um, the first goal, Lind- Lindelof and Maguire. Now, is is there what is it the third game together? Is their third game together? Yeah, so third I, game. I'm I'm trying I'm trying to just keep it cool and say all right, build your chemistry more and more, see what you can do because people are saying already that oh they've built a partnership. But after the first game, you saw Sky Sports, you saw this place, that place, all the media, a partnership already. Said, bro, it's one game. Take it easy, like you know and. You know, and for this game, this ball, this game, uh, uh, what's their goalkeeper's name? Palace. Uh, oh, Gaita. Yeah, obviously boost the ball forward, and Lindelof and Maguire in line, and Lindelof is the one that decides to go and press and try and win this header. And when the ball's going over, I was watching. I was thinking, you're not going to win this. Where are you going? <laughs> <laughs> you're actually not going to win. I'd rather you stay where you are, position yourself. So if he controls the ball, he turns around. You're wait. You're there waiting for him. Yeah. Your fullbacks can get into line. Your centre backs with you. You deal with it from there. If they score, they have to beat you. You've gone and challenged for a header. You're not going to win. And Ayu has just ghosted in behind you from one Bissaka side because obviously he's gone forward earlier and finished. 1-0. Done. Cool. After that, it was just periods of United dominating with no end product. Absolutely nothing in mm. return. And people were like, teams like Palace will sit back against United because they feel like United won't do anything with the ball. No, they're sitting back because they got a 1-0 lead and they don't need to do anything. Yeah. They go, they're away from home. If they go away with a 1-0 win, have one shot, another team has 20 and they win, they've done their job. They've done what they need to do. Exactly. Done. The, uh, the old Fulham David Moyes situation over again. Exactly. Over again. 81 crosses. It's still the most hilarious game Boy. I've ever seen. Boy. Um, but yeah, so you have that. Um, obviously, uh, they got the equaliser eventually. Nice goal. You know, the, first, the the time they actually decided to do one-twos and play going forward, they actually... That's what, United? Yeah. Okay, managed to find a way in and, and score. Cool. Now... I don't, don't want to interrupt your flow, but just to put a positive spin on something. Daniel James is two and, two and three now. 
he's also got two and three in, t- in terms of dives as well. So, um, <laughs> but this one, he was he was fouled, yeah, which was, was funny. Yeah, this one was a foul. He was yeah. fouled, but again, yeah. it's, it's going to be a whole thing where they're going to say, "Oh, your reputation and all that jazz." Exactly. So, in, in fact, that's the thing because my issue is that this I watched the games. Daniel James for me shouldn't be a starter. Like for me, I think he's more of an impact sub player. He I scores, agree. He scored two goals, which may sort of shadow over the performances, yeah. but. I don't. I don't think there's nothing to him. There's no skill. What, what there's is, no nothing. It's just, he, he really at Swansea. Obviously, the levels, you know. Absolutely. Yeah. So um, at Swansea, he thrived a bit more because in the championship it is a, a bit more kick rush. But yeah. within that kick rush, they actually create a lot more space for each other, yeah. so he can burst into spaces and get goals, um, or create chances. Yeah. Whereas in the Prem, because United are still part of the top six. Yeah the lower teams will come to Old Trafford with the intentions sitting back. to sit. Which is where you show more of your ability on the ball. Exactly. And my issue with Daniel James, really I'm watching that. him, he's got no ability. Like, But this is this is where I feel like Solskjaer has a problem. Mm. Now, I thought Solskjaer's tactics were wrong. Yeah. In terms of the lineup, in terms of the formations, fine. If you want to play high line and pass, fine. But Pogba and McTominay should not be the two <laughs> sitting and then Lingard in number 10. Yeah. yeah. Pogba should be the number 10. Lingard should be watching it in the stands. <laughs> <laughs> And you have McTominay and another centre midfielder there with him. I don't know who you want to put Do you still want there. McTominay to start? I don't, I don't see what's good about him, no, no, me personally. He's better than Matic. Yeah, at this point, Matic is done. Oh, wow. and, and and also, he does what you need him to do. You okay. watch you watch the games, you can't sit there and say he's... You, you won't say Because he, he works hard. Like, no, it's, it's, I, I, feel, I feel like he does the manager's instructions. It's past working. That's no, but it's past working. But that's, but that's what you want, though, yeah. isn't it? Okay. You, you, if you look at him, you say you're not technically fantastic you're yeah. not like a magically gifted footballer yeah but the, you've got some talents that we can use okay fair and much. he's a lot more mobile than Matic he's quicker all that jazz yeah and I mean some United fans want, want a midfield trio of him Longstaff and uh, Madison so no, we're not even good let's not go further than <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah you know he, his tactics was wrong and um I'm gonna shout out Stel for this one because you messaged me a voice note yeah um asking me he's gonna do it talk about his podcast as well but he wanted me to answer these things and I'm happy that you got me on to talk about it. McTominay does what you need him to do. He mm-hmm. will tackle and he will pass on to the more creative players, aka Pogba. I will yeah. say other names, but other names apparently don't get game time over Lingard. So, um, with that, that selection was wrong. Yeah. Of all time, yep. <laughs> that selection was wrong. That's number one. Yeah. And number two, when you've got someone like Lingard who lacks a creative bone mm-hmm. who doesn't have an eye for goal essentially I so when we started the podcast three or four, or four years ago now I called Walcott a footballer with no footballing brain he is a central Walcott do you think yes do you I don't feel, I don't know no, no. I, think, yes. I don't rate Walker at all but, but I don't I don't think Lingard is as bad like yeah. to be Walcott level bad He's bad as Walcott well. No, Listen, I, no, I think nah. to be Walcott level bad, you Listen, have to be bad. Putting all the jokes aside about, oh, Adam Johnson's <laughs> been in prison three years and he hasn't got as many goals in the system and all that jazz, right? Yeah. In the last 12 months, yeah, he scored like one goal. That When he scored at the Emirates, Emirates and yeah. he did the dance and everything, four goals, two assists in that month alone. Yeah. Six months before, six months prior, <laughs> zero and everything. So what does he offer you? That's a bit because he's I, offered he's as much as he's offered as much as Sanchez. How many games has Sanchez played? But I agree with you because here's the thing: I, I think he has a brain. I just don't think he's. I don't think he executes 
what he wants to do as well. I think he can't do it. Because <laughs> I think, because <laughs> I don't mind Lingard. I wouldn't have Lingard sound for United. Yeah. Because it's shown that he's not effective. I think he's a decent footballer. I think he's got decent feet. He can link up well with players. Mm. It's just that in that final moment, there's nothing. Yeah. So, and but when you play for United, if you don't offer anything, you shouldn't be in the team. Exactly. You can be you can be good with your feet. You can be a decent footballer. But at these like top six clubs, there has to be something at the end of it. And if there isn't, by that's the reason why Arsenal got rid of the likes of Iwobi, because he's good with his feet, but there's nothing at the end of it. Yeah. And when you play at that level. You can't have nothing at the end of it. Yeah. They'll rather have someone who isn't that gifted have something at the end of it than someone who can play football and has nothing. Yeah, that's, that's the reason why the likes of um, Thomas Muller has had the career he's had. Yeah. He's not a great footballer. But he will he not do anything with his feet. But his end product. But his end product is, is there. Whether it's assist or whether it's goals. Obviously, he's not really there anymore over the last season and a half. But during his prime, it was there. And that's yeah. the reason why he started and played as many goals, as many games for both Germany and Bayern Munich. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, 29 now as well. Yeah, like 29, yeah. But yeah, back to why Daniel James and all that starting, it's a lack of confidence in a lot of players that Solskjaer has. I've mm. said it time and time again that certain players were given contracts before he was given the job on a permanent basis. Mm. And ever since he got the job on a permanent basis and he brought in Maguire and Wan-Bissaka, you have not seen these guys on the pitch. Young only touched the pitch because Shaw was injured. He doesn't have any it's confidence in these guys. Question, who's, your, who's your... Oh, yeah, I was about to say, who's your le- um, backup left-back? But I realise Rojo, you still have like Rojo there. Yeah, but Rojo... I'm sure he'll do a better job then. But he doesn't young. put Rojo in the score because he has no confidence in him. He has no confidence in um, Smalling. He has no confidence in Jones. He has no confidence in Matic. Matic is fit. Matches doesn't touch match day squad so much so to the point that there's rumors they're trying to bring he's thinking about bringing Brandon Williams from the under 23 squad to come and play left back because I think it's more to do with obviously he wants to progress the team forward with the youth and all that he wants more youthful prospects he wants to change the team overhaul he's already said in press conferences it's going to take time I obviously want to win a title with United it's not going to hide that ambition but it's going to take time for the team to push forward but I guess at the same time I would sit there and I'll say you need to do it gradually gradually you can't take an on rush off because Sanchez has done nothing at United but I don't think it makes sense to sell him right now mm. just keep the squad and then if you have not used him from now to the January and you've done well without him okay you can go it's, but here's the thing it's just bad management because the yeah. reason why because even if you look at City when Mendy was injured um, Pep Guardiola gave Delft games there yeah yeah. When Delph wasn't available, Zinchenko, people forget, he's actually a central midfielder. Mm. Yeah, he's yeah. not a left back. Mm. Yeah. But he, you know, he's played in Vince, so you know, just just do a job for me. Mm. Like there's times where even if players were never part of your plans, you just need to bring them out. So like even Otamendi's back in the team now. I would argue I would argue the reason why that works for City and for Pep is because they have the ball 90% of the time. That and Bayern I, I I'll say I'll say more at Bayern than at City, because obviously mm. he's work it's worked it now. But at Bayern he started this thing where the fullbacks, because obviously at Barcelona, you have um, Alves just bomb down the wing yeah. and reverse. Abidal and Maxwell, they'll go down the other side yeah. as well. So at Bayern, he started doing inverted. Milan became a yeah, DM. Yeah, as so well as Alaba. Um, he had um, Javi Martinez he brought in. So that those guys go too. in, yeah. extra bodies in the middle. This guy comes back and then the centre-backs are also kind of out wide so they can fill in those spaces when the team's coming back. At City, because he knows that, um, what's his name? Kyle Walker's not as good on the ball. Mm. He goes into a back three 
Fernandinho Rodri will stay in the midfield mm. and Zinchenko because he's a midfielder and he's playing inverted fullback mm. can come back into his position and feel comfortable whereas at United and I, I've said this over and over and over again this is six years of poor buying poor selling poor investment in general now you've got a squad where you look at you can go player by player and apart from De Gea and Pogba you will look at everyone else and say, wouldn't mind selling you, if we're being honest. Wouldn't mind, because he wants to play a passing style. Yeah. Luke Shaw, Luke Shaw is my bad B thickums. Yeah. Fit, unfit. You, you, you can call them thickums, you can try and, you can but try but, and, but, but not, uh, what's the word? You can try and <laughs> make light of that situation. It's not Guy good. is fat. He's big. Yeah, he He's is. big. He is. He's but, big. But Michael, my, my thing is this, right? If you're a good manager, especially on that social ad experience where I feel through their career it should be more on the coaching right I've seen Rojo play for United he's had good games and good periods for United yeah. so yeah. for me it's like when it gets to a point where you've got nobody else utilising mm. rather than having because for me Ashley Young shouldn't be any. I would Ashley Young should even be on your bench no he shouldn't that's, that's how bad Ashley he Young shouldn't. is but the fact that he's been trusting Ashley Young over Rojo I'm like I'm sorry but the Ro- reason Rojo has shown he's a better he's better Rojo, ben Ashley Young. Rojo played some games for Solskjaer last year and I would honestly call them two out of ten performances. <laughs> and that's why that it was shocking. It was shocking. Wait, was, that, was that at left back or something? Both. Both. And and then his his whilst Mourinho's like last couple of months, he'll come off the bench and make the most reckless challenges, get away with a yellow card. Yeah. Like But in fairness, but under, that's, under Mourinho, he was playing centre back for you and he had for a bit, he had decent games for a bit, but until he got injured. But then he had decent games, but then we were being saved by the guy in goal. So, you know, it's, uh, you know, I, I'm personally, I'm not actually defending Solskjaer because still the tactics in terms of formation, fine. You want to play high line pass, fine. But there's, the selections are wrong. Sometimes the timing of the substitutions are also very wrong. That's and a, the time of substitutions. Because that last goal that we conceded, again, it was a situation where Pogba had the ball and he's looking around, no one's there for an option. So he's trying to draw past two guys. He's tackled, he's lost the ball. He has to track back, fine. They've switched the ball to the other side. But because McTominay's been taken off, he doesn't have a partner in midfield. So there's a big gap in the middle and they've exploited that. Now, Rashford is tracking back. Rashford's not a defender, fine. But sometimes, you know, if someone, if you're in a defensive position and someone's unmarked, what do you do? Pick them up. So simple. Mm. He stood there and watched Van Unholt literally walk in front of him, take the ball and finish it. And not, not and then I have to go on to De Gea right now. Mm-hmm. De Gea is out of my top three for best in the world. Yep. Simple as that. That ship has now sailed. Unless he picks up his form and he consin- and he gets that form going for like a year and a half. Right now, the last year and a half has been appalling. It's just so what so it Marco, is. So who would be your third? Because I've got Ter Stegen and Alisson. Or Black. Possibly. Yeah. Oh, I forgot about Black. Okay. Yeah. For, that's, that's the thing enough. about Old Black. He's, yeah. he, he's so under the radar. He's a, but that's because yeah, that people forget stomp. that the same seat, like I said, there's a different, like, I talked about Edison not making top saves. Mm, mm. Old Black isn't always called into action that yeah. much. But when he, he makes is. saves, it's top class saves. Exactly. And that's what you that's what you want from it. That's when you say, that's a very good goalkeeper. And the thing about the hair is, the Haya, I think the Haya, when United were in situations where they were under so much pressure, that's when we saw the best the Haya, because he had to make saves. Sats Ferguson did say two things about him when he signed him. He said, one thing, he has to bulk up, be stronger, and he said he has to improve his concentration. His concentration has not improved. <laughs> if you are... So what was saving him? 
What do you mean? Oh, you mean when he was making when, all those saves? The it was the fact that we were under pressure so much that he you couldn't oh, be off you couldn't be off it. You yeah. had to be on it because the guys in front of you weren't doing anything with the ball. So all those saves he was making. I'll go back to the game. Um, was it under Van Hal when we beat Everton two one? When he made that late save from a late late in long range shot. That whole game we were under pressure, but we got two breakaways, two goals, and we survived the rest of the game. It's stuff like that that made him go up in levels because yes it's not like a defender where you play for a lower league side not a lower league side but a lower team and you face a higher caliber team and you have to make a lot of blocks and interceptions and all that your numbers will go up because you are obviously in a defensive mindset whereas united you never never had a def- defensive mindset per se but because the poli- the team wasn't good enough they were put in defensive situations yeah. and he had to do what he had to do whereas now social is trying to play a controlling style only play a coward attack the teams against the teams that he knows they can't control against that city maybe it's basically top six other sides mm. and in the moment when you're needed to make a save at your near post you start acting like 2018 to 19 hugo Lori. <laughs> when you're not making do what the frustrating thing about that save was it wasn't like the ball was switched over to that side from a cross and he's hurrying over to try and save at his near post it's really dead. you're d- exactly <laughs> you're actually there so how you have not saved that is baffling plus a man that's known for going with his legs that's why another did, thing why did he change it up for, for that moment he went down with his hands yeah it's all his decision making right now is just very very off and it's a come to a time where united fans we've got to sit there and say because a lot of people like to defend him and say oh he's done this for us he's done this for us listen I, I, I love all my man them and my, my girl them blah, blah blah if you betray me all that has gone straight away <laughs> he isn't a betrayer he's not like he's doing it on purpose but if he's making mistakes hey, you just you, have to call him maybe but you have to call him out for it no matter how good someone is or has done for your club if they're making big mistakes you have to sometimes sit there and say listen today you were appalling but he's been appalling for quite a while now so in this game he had no excuse mm. he had to make that save, keep it at 1-1, whatever. So much so you got people now saying it would have been better for Marshall to have let um, Daniel James stand there and celebrate a bit longer because he would have delayed the L or he would have stopped the L. All the jokes are like, you got his picture of him trying to grab him, like he's trying to grab his soul out of him, <laughs> like he's the undertaker or something. But no, all in all, look, I can, in my mind, I, can, I feel like I can see what Solskjaer wants to do, but his selections are not helping him and his substitutions are not helping him. And that's where it comes into tactical. If tactically you're not aware and you come against better sides, they'll spin you. I don't see what he's trying to do. I think because my issue is this, if you, you, you shouldn't set up to play one way in the, in the match. You set up, you have a way you want to play. If it's not working, switch it up maybe a little bit. I, I don't really see Solskjaer trying to switch things up. And then secondly, he lets the game run its course with the same tactics he's employed in the game. And, some, and as I said, the thing that baffles me most, as you said, is how long it takes to make the, subs, the yeah. substitution. I'm like, why are you waiting close to eight? It's like Venga all over again. Well, you why see, are you waiting close to 80 minutes or past 80 minutes to make a substitution? You see why I've had um, you. you see why I've had beef with managers in general over the last two years. There's very very few managers in today's games that lack that have a plan B, and they all have the same lack of. Pl- we saw Lukaku. I want Lukaku to go. Cool. But where's your plan B? Because now you got Marshall up front. Cool. If you take him off, he's a quick striker, good finishing. Who are you going to put there next, Rashford? Rashford same thing. <laughs> same thing. If you take him off, Greenwood, 
same thing yeah. so the teams are going to look at you you take daniel james off you want another quick winger you put greenwood there same thing if you put rashford on the left you take him off it's sanchez or rashford that's going there they're going to cut in same thing center midfield matic is slow the only difference is you bring on to McTominay. oh he's quicker everything else is the same do you see my point which, which is why so a lot of managers don't have that plan b now and the managers that do have a plan b do succeed liverpool Klopp was criticised for a long time for, you know, what's it, hugs and all that jazz, right? He's got Origi in the team. Origi is very, very different to Firmino. Mm. Number one, he's a pure striker. Number two, he's better in the air. And number three, because he's not as good on the board, it forces the team to do a lot more to supply him. Yeah. That's a plan B. City have Aguero and Jesus. Now, you can say they're kind of similar in the way that they can poach, they can too, score goals, but Aguero yeah. is, what? Well, Actually, Aguero is less mobile than Jesus. And Jesus, yeah. Aguero is a very smart striker where he knows where to position himself to fit things. Whereas Jesus will run the channels, mm-hmm. he'll run around, he'll drop deep to fit things. Like he switches up. So mm-hmm. when you bring off Aguero for Jesus, it's just another problem because the style of play between the two is different. Yeah. And so the way teams were dealing with Aguero, if he's ineffective for like, say 17 minutes, they have to change the way they approach yep. Jesus because you have someone who's a bit more energetic. And we'll, if he gets the ball, he'll be looking to dribble. He'll be looking to run at you. Exactly. Tottenham, Tottenham had a plan B last season with Llorente. He's not. He's not a great striker. He's not the most gracious striker. But you have Harry Kane, who is now starting to get more involved in gameplay, trying to be the complete striker, all that stuff. Fine. Let him do that. But when you take him off, you want to bring someone, or if you want to add someone to him, make it two. You got someone that actually plays as a number nine and that's able to hold the ball up. That's good in the air. That's decent technically. It adds something different. So, right now, I like I understand that Solskjaer is trying to change the team and he's trying to get more ex, um, vibrance and all that jazz in the team, but it has to be gradual because if you don't have plan Bs every season, teams are going to look at you and say, this guy's coming off for this guy, but it's the same thing. On OGS, finally, because we have to wrap up, it's been like 20 minutes. It's been, it's, oh, it's been a while. It's, it's a rant, G. Oh, you, 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 <laughs> you finally got one. Hey, you finally got Did you call that a rant? Twenty minutes. Okay. There's a rant, but it's, it's not an angry rant. It's not. It's not. It's not. It's not a Cahill. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's not a Cahill it's level. Not a rant. It's not a Cahill. But, but it's, it's, it's close. Um, he's now only won three in his last fifteen games. Mm-hmm. Oh, wow, is, he his, bad? is that bad? Him, him, and Pochettino have to be looked after. Oh, Pochettino's four and fifteen. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Um, what was I? I lost my train of thought. So now it's three fifteen. It seemed like the plan of we're Manchester United, we should be playing this, this, and this isn't working anymore. How long does he have left? Because I don't see him lasting. I'm going to be so honest. I genuinely don't see them sacking him. He's going in January about not sacking him. No, 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 no. no. The the reason why I say that is because if they do sack him, the only person the club wants is Pochettino. And I feel like Pochettino is going to stay the year at Tottenham and then go. Yeah. I don't feel like they have any expectation of him to get into the top four because I think they're starting to realise at the club that the club, the team just isn't good enough. So here's another question, Michael. So do you think there's a position that United, do you think they're a certain position Manchester United will be in for him to sack him in terms of league position do you think they like would have to be so far off the top six that's how that's, that's the way we'll sack him okay. if they're like 
even if you're seventh, but you're like twenty points off six, mm. then yeah, they'll get they'll get rid of him because you're not making Champions League. But then there could be another side where Woodward will say, "Well, I hired him in this period, and he won this many games, and where he caught up." But the difference is, will Arsenal, Tottenham, and Chelsea be so complacent? Maybe Tottenham because Tottenham are in a bit of rut, but I don't think Chelsea and Arsenal will. So mm. it's very risky. I would say this because it's early in the season; it's three games. It's four points out of nine. Obviously, that's not what you want, but it's early. Yeah. There won't be any sort of questions right now. See how it goes. I say, after 10 games, see how many wins, draws, and losses there are. If there's a lot of losses, then yeah, they're going to start calling for him and start saying, hmm, okay, you know what? This is why we didn't give you such a high wage. We'll give you a three-year contract. We can get rid of you. <laughs> but there will be an onslaught on Pochettino. I don't think Woodward is going to give up ever on Pochettino. Ever. Okay. He needs, he's he's going to need to get him because everything with him is re- uh, reactionary. Don't get me wrong. I want, I want Pochettino as well. But we all know he brought in Jose Mourinho because City got Pep. Yeah. So he's thinking who's the next big f- best thing. And next best thing in, the league, in, in our league anyway is, is Pochettino. Because you're not getting Clark Peter Liverpool. Mm. So... You know, getting, comes back from sabbatical apparently. Yeah. He's, he's thinking about going yeah. which would be hilarious. And you're not getting Pep up from City. That being said, yeah. So Pochettino is the only one I think that he really, really wants. Unless Pochettino becomes available or he gets an inkling that Pochettino, they know Pochettino's leaving and they can pay a, a fee and get him, Solskjaer's going nowhere. Mm. Fair enough. On Poch on Spurs, they lost 1-0 at home to Newcastle United. Gelatino got, oh my, my as, as I call him, um, Gelatino. He, uh, he, he that faux that faux Brazilian. Joe Linton. Joe Linton. There we go. <laughs> there we go. Joe Linton. He scored that scored one. That's finish. Yeah, very nice. Poor defending. Shocking. Okay. <laughs> Listen, if Christian Atsu has enough time, and I, 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 I really all need, all I, I really <laughs> need people to understand what I'm saying here, because as a Ghanaian, <laughs> I have watched Atsu for long enough. And I, I say this with so much heart. I have never seen him execute a pass like that in my <laughs> life. That's how you know he had all the time and space to be comfortable to make that pass. That said, Graham Sooners blaming Danny Rose for Davison Sanchez's like, positioning yeah. is one of the most bizarre things I've ever heard in my life. Your centre-back is so far away from his position and when the ball's coming over, he has not made one attempt to position himself. He could have taken two steps back and headed that ball away. He and he stretched for a ball that went... He stretched forward for a ball that went over his head. And Joe Linton took the ball with the least movement I've seen from any forward ever. <laughs> to just take a touch, look up and think... I guess I'm scoring my first goal in England. Who who was the centre back again? I keep forgetting the one that was fat. It was Davis Sanchez. Yeah, Sanchez. He had enough time to give free parking tickets to three different cars, (laughs) and he had no idea where Joe Linton was. I think as a centre back, if no one is around you, you should be worried. Yeah, you're thinking where is where is the striker? Yeah. At no point did any danger signs ring through David Sanchez. uh, David Sanchez's head, and then yeah, even when like I said. Even when he controlled the ball, it was it was very slow. Yeah, like he controlled. Then he realized, oh, left foot, right foot. Yeah. Then he took time, and then left foot placement. I was thinking, why should was got him? Yeah, I was yeah. like, why should he have that much time to yeah. to to have that thought as well? What do I do with the ball now? I've controlled it because the control itself wasn't even like 
it was a good control, but it wasn't a close control when the ball was was closing. Yeah, it's a control where it went a bit forward, and then he had to then, you know, go to the ball. And when a defender, when a striker has enough time to do that, you know that there's a problem in that defense. Yeah. Um, but apart from that, you know, Tottenham, I actually don't know what to say. I don't. I feel like there's there's definitely one problem because, and I do respect it in that sense that. Pochettino wants to make sure that he's the authority figure in the club. He doesn't want the player power nonsense, doesn't like any of that stuff. I'm the manager. Mm. What I say goes. Cool. However, you got you got to play Eric Vertonghen, man. I'm sorry. You, I, you, you I, have to. I understand. I'm sorry. You I have to. I understand. Alderweireld. No, Alderweireld. Uh, Vertonghen is one aspect. Yeah, you got to play Vertonghen, and you have to play Eriksen. If you don't play Eriksen, you got to play Lacelso. Lamella should not be starting games anymore. Yeah, it's finished. Here's the thing, but I understand why he did that. I felt he felt this was the game to do it because of how bad Newcastle been. Which is right. And they were at home. So he thought, well, I can use this game to make that statement because he probably didn't expect that from Newcastle. But I blame Kane more, to be honest. I feel like it's got to that stage now where you need a manager to be a bit tougher. I was watching that game and I was like, Kane, there, there's no focal, um, no focal point, point up mm. front. My guy thinks he's messy, dropping off. And then even worse when he does that, there's no urgency. I was watching him jog and walk around to get to get um, forward. I, I will I'll bring to you what Ranty said to me today. Um, Ranty said to me, he, he's felt like that for a while about Kane. Yeah, and he's been yeah. getting angry. But he also says, no matter what formation they play, Lucas Moura and Son want to be in the middle so much mm. that there's no outlet. Yeah. In the middle, they've added Ndombele. But with the, all the mess with Ericsson and obviously the Celsius has come in, I think he's trying to ease him in or whatever. Harry Winks and Sissoko were the creative juices in the midfield beforehand. So he had nothing there. Kieran Trippier was disgustingly off form. Um, so he had to play Foyf there for a bit. Foyf will now come and get recorded. Kyle Walker-Peters was unfit. Ben Davies was never a good enough cover for Danny Rose. And Danny Rose had a good last month of the season. <laughs> so he looks at that and he's like, one, he does get triggered about Harry Kane because regardless of how badly these guys are doing, he's been poor as well. Even when he got the ball, he didn't do anything with it. In that game, he had a chance where he took, a, he took control. He was pretty much next to the six-yard box yeah. and he should have finished it. He completely air-kicked it. And that summed up his performance, the Tottenham's performance. But at the same time, we have to consider the personnel and what's happening with the club right now. I, I don't actually genuinely know what's next for Tottenham. There's, it's ne- there's never been a next for Tottenham. People have hyped it up, but I've always said this: the issue with Tottenham, bar the starting eleven, they've never had game changers off the bench. They have no, no. They may have right. the name, but they have. They've never had any. Because usually, when you have game changers, you you've seen them come off the bench and change a game. Yeah. Tottenham have never had get even with their new signings now. They're not even Lacelsa came on and did absolutely nothing. But that's why I feel like Poch is so vocal about his dis- how un- but Posh is to blame too the issue Posh he doesn't make the big decisions like there's certain games I watched even last season I'm, I know Kane is a striker but you need to drag him off sometimes there's certain games you just say I'm sorry this isn't your game and the biggest issue and that's the reason why they struggle to recruit strikers because even when Kane's not in form or not he performing starts. not even start sometimes he doesn't come off so as a striker you're thinking even if he has a bad game I'm not coming on to replace him yeah yeah and the biggest issue is that they pander too much to Kane. You need sometimes a manager with a bit more balls about him to say, you know what, it's 78 minutes, you're not performing, you're coming but off. But do, do you, because from what, I'm, from what I'm gauging from his complaints yeah. is he's begging for more money to be spent. I think that's quite clear. Yep, so enough, yeah. 
you know, it's hard, number one. Yeah, it is hard because I think there's been a number of strikers in the last four years that have come out and said I rejected Tottenham. Yeah, reject, yeah, I don't want to be behind Harry Kane. So that in itself is a problem. So you now have to look around and say, maybe you have to bring in someone like Trey Parrott from the youth system. Good, good young player, striker, mm. 17. He wouldn't mind waiting behind Kane, get, yeah. learning from Kane and then maybe getting his chance. Okay, could do that. Or you go and bring someone that doesn't mind being second fiddle like Lorente didn't mind. But I think so, they did mind. Because even like, because over the last maybe two, three years, they brought in Lorente and Janssen. And like I said, the issue is this, that they bear the only time Janssen, they just completely yeah, out But his, no, But fair enough, but they didn't really give him the proper opportunities. I hear that. And then the issue with Lorente, remember this, Lorente only came on the scene because Kane got injured. Before Kane was injured, who even knew Lorente had even ex- existed mm. in that team? And for me, it's like when it gets to that stage where that's when you give players an opportunity, it's, it's, it's too late by then. It's that. far too late. And by then, everyone's looking and thinking, I don't want to come to Tottenham. I don't want to come because even if you want to play second fiddle, they're not going to get any game time. You can play second fiddle and get some game time, but they're not going to get game. Even like um, League Cup matches or the small matches, mm. they're still playing Kane for 90 minutes. But this is why I feel like now this is last season. I feel like with all that you've said, that also comes into because they've, I mean, they spent an end on Belly, but Lasosa was alone yeah. and they got Ryan Senior last minute. So that's like they've got three players in and two of them came in at the last second because it was forced kind through yeah. or stuff. they don't have money. Yeah, they spent all the money they have. They need to re- they need to So that. so I think he's just he's there right now and he's like there is I think obviously when he because he was he had part of in playing the stadium as they they've already said when the club and all that stuff. I think it's one of those things where obviously when you are manager and you're building the stadium, I'm sure there's promises made to you. That's the same thing as players. Mm promises are made to you and I'll probably he was probably told yeah we'll spend this much money on the stadium and there will be money to spend and blah 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 cool and then we all knew yeah as soon as we heard about time having stadium issues that's spent a lot more money mm, yeah. on the stadium and I feel like that's all come to a head now and he's frustrated because I know he generally he looks at his side and uh, we spoke about this before on here before he picked out gems Deli Ali was 5 million mm. uh, world was uh, 12 million yeah. from Atletico after he had him at Southampton all this all the players that he's brought in that he had in that season when they had 86 points they didn't come for big fees at all so I said I said why wouldn't Daniel Levy look at you and say well I don't need to give you that much money you found gems anyway so why do I need to give you that much money you know you're, you're good in the transfer market go, go and buy these guys but at some point he's going to sit there and say no I, the calibre of players that I need to bring here is different because yeah. a lot of managers and owners think differently about projects and visions. Someone like Benitez leaving Newcastle because he wanted to bring in better players, bigger calibers, not only help the team get about, but to also raise the profile of Newcastle because no one remembers Newcastle from 1996 apart from in this country. Yeah. Whereas with Tottenham, yes, you've improved. Yes, you got to a Champions League final. Oh, Tottenham got to a Champions League final. We know Tottenham, we know who they are, but what attracts me to them? What moves are they trying to make for me to say, Oh, okay. They've made this progress, but they haven't won anything. But now I can see that vision that they want to, they want to win. And he's saying, right, you brought me Endombele, great. You brought me La Celso, one of the, the talents that I was wanting in Europe, great. You brought Ryan Sessegnon, cool. One can play left wing, left mid. Kind of got that position covered. One can play Cam. If Ericsson stays, what do I do with him? And one centre midfielder needed him, lost, um, lost Musa Dembele, need to replace him. I've got Harry Wicks and Musa Sissoko, bro. 
Wanyama can't play anymore. Mm. Eric Dyer, we just don't need to speak. I, I, I completely forgot it was there. <laughs> exactly. So mm-hmm. I think it's a lot of, uh, me personally, I think it's a lot of things. But either way, he's got a lot of work to do with this team. And that's why I think it's his last year. I think he's fed up. I think he's done with this club. I think he's done with Levy. And that's when Edward will try and make an assault on him and try and get him. £40 million, pounds, man. That's what it's going to take. Well, yeah, but they'll do it. Fair enough. They'll do it. Let's move on to, uh, quickly, Norwich and versus Chelsea. Chelsea. Chelsea, 2-3 to Chelsea. Tammy Abraham silences the racist with two glorious finishes. Like I thought I thought were pretty good, especially the first one. And Mason Mount as well has got his second goal in, in two games. He's starting to look a lot more comfortable in that team. Exactly. Mm, he's better than Barkley. Let's put that there now. Um, <laughs> yeah, Barkley. I mean, like I said, I, I was a fan of his, but at some point you just have to say, he just like the good. The thing about Barkley is that he's good technically, but that's it. There's nothing else to his game. The issue is that there's no urgency to improve. No urgency. The amount of times Barkley holds onto the ball for like four or five seconds to just then pass it sideways or back. I'm like, what's the point? Like, the issue, but he has no end fault. He gets the ball. Like, so I'm like, man, when he gets the ball, he's thinking, how do I work this so that we can get the ball in the box and I can make the move there? Yeah. Barkley gets the ball and there's no vision in his mind that we need to get the ball forward. Is how he gets it. You turn on it. Oh, I just want to show. I've got nice feet on it, makes a pass, and it's yeah. a little strong. Like, there's no urgency from him whatsoever. And for, for me, it only goes downhill for someone like Barkley now. Like, I can't see any other big club picking him up if he's to leave Chelsea. Oh, that's, that's fine by me because he shouldn't have been picked up in the first place. Um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, overall in Chelsea's performance, I thought it was good. I think both teams played well. I don't think anyone had a bad performance. Yeah, it was a very entertaining game. Um, it was both teams just trying to play football. I, I, I can see what Lampard, again, is trying to do bit by bit. I don't think the high energy pushing down the wings will work with Aspilicueta as much. Mm. But they've got rid of Zappacosta now, so I think it's time they bring it. I think he's going to bring Rich James in as soon as he's back from injury. I'd like to see, yeah. Even saying what you said, I see what Lampard, over the games this player, I see what he's trying to do in terms of the way they retain possession, in terms of the high press up front. Mm. I'm not sure how effective that will work over 90 minutes in certain games. Maybe it'll take time for fitness to build and for them to do it a bit more because yeah. it can be left exposed. But I see what he's trying to implement at Chelsea. Yeah, exactly. I'm a bit worried about Norwich, you know. I will not lie to you. I think if they continue playing like how they played against Chelsea, they will have a relegation battle because I think there's only so much you can go we're going to try and score more than you. I think they're not organised as a team defend- at the back and in midfield to yes. say let's nullify a few of the attacks that are coming our way when they lose the ball in their half they're done that's yeah. their problem and to top it all off for the third week running this is becoming my shoulder dash by the way Grant Hanley <laughs> he really is oh <laughs> man I, I, I can't stress enough how bad he is remember when we did a, a section where you used bad defenders he said worst <laughs> defender of the week I think three weeks in a row it's been him for you boy it's been him Oh Every my God. week he does something that just irritates me. I'm just like, that game, that game against Newcastle last week, your team defends impeccably. Ben Godfrey, first year in the Premier League. Max, Max Aarons, first year in the Premier League. Ja, um, Jamal Lewis, first year in the Premier League. And then we've got you, apparently seasoned. And boy, you lack seasoning. Um, <laughs> honestly, it's, he, he's so bad, man. He's honestly the weak link and... Right now, he's actually the worst defender I've seen in this league. Ever? 
I wouldn't go ever. I've seen worse. But I'm saying I'm talking about end the season so far. But um, yeah. Um, I think like I said, I think Chelsea had a good game. Nice to get a win. Mason Mount stand out. I think Tammy Abraham's. He took his goals 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 well. That's about it. Because I think I don't think he was in the game whatsoever. He, pr- he pressed, but I don't think he really did anything. Because before, because funny enough, before he scored his second goal, I was saying they should drag him off because I didn't see what he was doing in mm. that game. I mean, the second the second goal was a good strike, cruel because it was so, 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 so central. So cruel is also at fault for that goal. But at the same time, I can't take away from because cruel's gone one way and he shoots the other. Yeah, but when it's a bit central, I think mm. keeper should do better. But like, I'll give him a pass because that's the first goal is a very good finish. Yeah, he's got two goals. Obviously, after what's happened with him, mm-hmm. it's nice. But I don't think people should get carried away to think that this guy because Joe Cole was saying, "Oh, we can be like the number nine for years." I'm like, listen, it was a cameo because Norwich gave him that against mm. other teams. <laughs> who will be back to normal Tammy Abraham's. Oh wow, yeah. fair enough. Um, thank you for reminding me. Uh, Burnley, they drew on one last minute penalty. Him and his sort of the way fuck Sean Dyke. <laughs> two, our final game of the pod. Um, Bournemouth first City. Raheem Sterling scores again. Like scores I said again. on the last week's pod- pod- podcast, mm-hmm. he's breaking Vardy's record. Yep, he scores again. Aguero scores again. Um, Bournemouth had two chances to show squad. That's it. S- especially for Callum Wilson to make it two two. Yeah, poor finish. Certain um, original members of Free Midfield love him. I prefer not to speak. What, Callum Wilson? Yeah. I like Callum Wilson too. I said love, you like. Okay, fair enough. <laughs> fair enough. I, I, I'm not a fan. <laughs> but, um, no, 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 no. No, he's actually, he's, he's a good player. Yeah. He's a good player. Um, Probably do a better say. job than, than Tammy Abraham. Um, yeah, yeah, maybe. Andrew. Maybe, maybe better be better free kicks than Rashford as well, but anyway. <laughs> um, no, you know what, Harry Wilson scored a... free kicks, yeah. Harry Wilson scored a... Beauty, absolute beauty. Um, so when you ask me top bins, you that know, one, yeah? yeah, we know we're going cool. for that so one. So we don't need to ask. Do you yeah. know what the funny thing is? And I'll say this is more of a pep thing rather than City thing. I found that game boring, and I find and here's the thing for me. I find I find City boring. I don't think they're an entertaining yeah, no, team. They're, 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 and and the thing and the things that it's not City, is a pep thing because I I had the same feeling when he was at Barcelona after maybe a season and a half it's and the same now, same thing at Bayern Munich when I was I couldn't believe the Bayern Munich side I was watching at the time we have Robin and Ribery the best dribblers barely dribbling mm. they'll get the ball pass the move the issue about Pep is like they're a well old machine at the team but flair, there's no flair like mm. even Sterling when I used to watch him before Pep or even at Liverpool skills flair now there's nothing he gets the ball it's made him a better player overall but now when he gets the ball it's just pass turn pass off the ball run there's no skill in it anymore mm, mm. and people eulogize against about city and i'm like there's many clubs who play better football than city i, I watched leon last season they played better football ajax play better football there's other clubs even psg at times play better football because at city the issue is this they're just such a good passing team mm. everyone knows where to move that's why players can take three four set three four seconds on the ball but it's boring. Even like when they'll free, even if they're free for new up against teams, that's when teams usually excite and turn it on. Mm. City, I find them so boring because it's still the same pass and move. For me, it's like working in a factory and you're play, replacing the workers with machines. Yeah. <laughs> and all they do is they grab the box, bag it up, and move it. Grab what? the box, bag it up, and move City's, it. There's nothing else to it. City scored the same goal over and over, over and over, and over, and over, and over again. Over. So 
it's just fun it's just a case of finding a way to stop them but uh, you know they got their three points and got their three I've points. got nothing to say about them really at this point they're just they're just a well seasoned team with a great manager great philosophy but I feel like they suck the entertainment out of football now I only find City exciting at times when they're playing certain teams mm. like Liverpool or certain teams in the Champions League who because they've been trained to do things with the ball they're going to look to exploit City's weaknesses and work things whereas in the Premier League because teams are not good at playing with the ball yeah. so when they win it off City they're going to lose it within two three passes because they're not that great whereas in the Champions League European teams they don't focus on as much defensively as in um, England that's why City struggle in the Champions League mm. because they're built on well defend properly but when we win the ball we can keep the ball mm. we yeah. can move the ball quickly from back to forward within seven eight seconds if we want to because that's the way we train yeah. um yeah. outside of matches yeah speaking of city speaking of kdb close down didn't do much again did he there you go <laughs> <laughs> his, his, his assist was a, uh, a, a, a flop shot, shot yeah <laughs> assist, but yeah there you go. Out the game. Out the at the moment, the thing is, it's just too easy for City. Yeah, easy. I feel like teams need to do a bit more of like, I just know, just working I on. I don't think they can do, but do you think is a is an issue of coaching? I feel like they need to learn to do more with the ball in the training ground because they just seem to care. It's, it's, it's not sorry. It's not an issue of coaching. It's an issue of fear. A lot of teams fear that. I pace. I agree. 100%. And the fact of the matter is, we keep saying week in week out, if you get at their defense, you are going to break City down. But nobody gets at their defense. I I would just say as this: you've seen the defending in this league. <laughs> that's as that's yeah. as simple as it gets for me. Mm. The, the defending in this league is disgusting. It is. It is. We're going to have to wrap it up. Like you said, top bins, what bins? Yeah, blah, 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 blah. Harry Wilson, yeah? <laughs> yeah. Cool. Fair enough. We get to team of the week match day three. You have two options for goal, Dubravka or Schmeichel. I'm going to add Guita as well because I think he had a fantastic game. Dubravka. You sound so unenthusiastic, man. Yeah, I'll give it to... I'm, even I'm not unenthusiastic about it. I'll give it to Dubravka. Yeah. Dubravka is our goalkeeper we unlock my phone again right back no sorry centre backs um, you have options between Matip, Shah, Dummett, Lascelles and Tyrone Mings I'll go Shah and Matip I'm going Matip and um, Dummett I thought Dummett had a good game yeah you know what put Dummett there Dummett yeah uh, centre backs are Matip and Dummett right back Trent Aspilicueta or Ryan Fredericks I'll go Aspi See, I want to, but I just felt defensively there was a few suspect performances. At the same time, I don't want to go for Trent because I felt Trent had nothing to do. It was basically just free roam from him on that side because really and truly had nobody to mark. Well, <laughs> nobody. The one time I gave it, he, came, he came against Willet, Willet, not make them, they left him for oh, yeah, once, but <laughs> Apart so. from that, but apart from that, I didn't really have... I'll go, I'll go as Piloqueta. Yeah. I'll give it as Piloqueta. Right yeah, I think, I think going forward, he, he did utilise the ball yeah, well. He was good. Decent crosses. Left back, Paddy Van Arnholt or Zinchenko? Van Arnholt. Yeah, Van Arnholt. Centre mids, free in the field, obviously. Madison, Silva, Fabinho, Buendia or Mason Mount again? Uh, Silva, oh. Buendia and Mount. I've got no doubt in my mind. Ah, that's a tough one. I thought Fabinho had a fantastic game. Yeah, I want to I wanna, I wanna put, put Fabinho there. I'll put, I, think, I, think, I think Arsenal made Fabinho's life easy. Yeah, we did. But true, true. Who was that? Uh, Madison, Silva, Fabinho, Buendia or Mount? So I'll give it to... Okay, Fabinho, Mount and Madison. I give it to you. Right, let's go if he's free. Fabinho, Mount, Madison are his. 
and R3 midfield. Left mid, Sterling, Redmond or Jota, Aston Villas? Sterling. Yeah, it has to be Sterling. <laughs> <laughs> Again. Yeah, I know, right, yeah. uh, right mid, Salah or um, uh, Gennepo? Yeah, um, came off the bench, scored, but Salah. Yeah, Salah. <laughs> 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 this is so good, guys. Thank you. Uh, oh. Strikers, Tammy Abraham, Halla, Wesley or Aguero? You know what? I'm, I want to give it to Halla. Yeah, I want to give it to Halla. Yeah, because two goals, two very good goals. Um, held up. Held it up well. Held yeah. it up. And and made good runs. Almost, almost worked as well against Ben. Uh, yeah. Costa. I'll give it to him, yeah. Yeah, I'll Halla. give it to Halla too. Halla as well. That round. Because uh, Aguero Halla, is just Halla, Halla. job, job as usual. Exactly. That's the thing for him. Uh, our team is Dubravka, Matip, Dummett, uh, Aspilicueta, Paddy Van Arnholt, Fabinho, Madison and Mount. Yeah. Uh, Sterling, uh, Salah, and Hello. Yeah. Thank you. Basil, where can they find you? You can find me on Twitter at BJKers14. Um, usually ranting when I'm not playing. I don't know. Still don't know why I do it to myself because I thought this season I'll take a backseat role, but didn't, didn't happen. <laughs> didn't didn't coach, where can they find us? Uh, they can find us at Spotify, Twitter, iTunes, SoundCloud, Radio Football, Pitch DMM, Free Me Foot. This has been another episode gang, of the Free Me Podcast. Good night. Pew, 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 pew.